pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Dave AC and the Sixth Doctor. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the event you've all been waiting for. The Cultum Collective presents Commentary! <laughs> yes, we're doing another commentary. Funny that. And with me, of course, Mr. Dave AC. Hello, Dave. Just let me check myself in the mirror. Oh, that's funny. Can't see anything. Oh, well, never mind. Carry on. You can't see the undead. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's not wine he's drinking, folks. It's blood. <laughs> All right. Also joining us on the left, it's Mr. Randall Thor. Hello, Mike. Hello. Thanks for having me over here. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be one of those. <laughs> yes, it is. Thanks for having me over. Oh, you really got put the bite on me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, welcome to uh, another one of uh, the Colton Collective's commentaries, Series 5, Episode 6, The Vampires of Venice. You all know why we're here, and some brief announcements before we get underway. We were, of course, recording the Colton Collective podcast earlier today, and you can catch all of our reactions. Uh, you can catch us on TalkShoe at call ID 54821, and you can also find us on iTunes or you can go to www.coltum.com. So, Dave, where else were we today? Well, we also joined the uh, Doctor Who Podshock. That's the live episode, of course. In fact, the 200th episode. Right. This was the one that was talking about episode six, Vampires in Venice, the one we're going to be doing a commentary on shortly. So that will be available after Lewis has worked his magic on it on the iTunes feed. Also, if you go to iTunes and subscribe to Podshock, as soon as that live show becomes available, it'll be downloaded into your iTunes. Just as long as you go in there and refresh during the week, uh, you'll get all the latest shows coming right into your feed. All right, Mike, what were you doing last night? Oh, yes, last night, Right Project Live. We were talking about possible story arcs that are going on in this series of Doctor Who. Things that we m might be reading too much into, things that might actually be going on. Lots of fun stuff there. And where can we find the Rat Project? At either at TalkShowID21129 or up on the iTunes podcast directory. Alrighty. See, that's the advertising out of the way, and now we can get down <laughs> to the fun part. <laughs> and now here's Graham Norton. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I gotta love Graham. 
I mean, you know, people were talking about burning effigies of him. I'm like, that's not fair. Leave the poor man alone. He had nothing to do with it. And in fact, he actually was responsible for making it. I mean, he's always been actually a great supporter of Doctor Who, and he's always had uh, all the stars on and everything. And so kudos to Graham. And, and of course, his team created that lovely little icon at the bottom of their screen where a Dalek trundles on and blows him up. <laughs> <laughs> we like that. Yes. All right. Down to business. We're about to sit down, relax with our wine. I'm drinking a barefoot Merlot, uh, California Merlot. Dave, what are you drinking? I'm still drinking my Jacob's Creek Shiraz. Yes, I can actually make a bottle of wine last two shows. All right, and what are you drinking, Mike? I'm drinking some dihydrogen monoxide. Oh, oh, oh hang on. <laughs> is he hydrating himself? Yes, He's not he a is. fish, is he? I don't know. There's something fishy about this. Yes. <laughs> all right. Let's take a bite out of this episode and get rolling. So you all know the drill. We'll count you in and we'll give you some uh, some clues at the beginning so you know where we're at. So you know that you're in sync. And so now I will count you all in. And when I say the magic word play, you'll press play on your official BBC copy of The Vampires of Venice. Okay. In five, four, three... Two, one, play. Ooh, Venice. Venice. 1580. It a very good year. The man in black. <laughs> oh, I just noticed the um, emblem above her head. It's got a fish emblem. Yes, that, that that motif crops up a little later too, and I'll point that out when she, when the storm starts. Uh, there's actually a statue um, outside, which I will point out when we get to it. Anyway, she played it very well. I'm not sure about him. He seemed a little. I mean, she seemed like she would fit in that time period i'm not sure so sure about what is it francesca the, the sun yeah yeah the sun it's all very very well played she does it very yeah. very well she's got the poise and the the, the majesty yeah. yes i like her word choice it's very obvious yes. <laughs> You should be worried if you were actually listening to what she's saying. Something's going yeah, say on. Say goodbye to your world. Yeah. Step into the light. I think it's a strange thing. Why do they get her to step into the light? But you notice when he passes around and into the light, he actually shields his face. Mm. Which I thought was rather well done. He's not a vampire, though. He didn't sparkle. No. <laughs> and Ooh. roll the credits? No. Nice transition change there. Nice yeah. change up. <laughs> Rory Stag. Now, we've got to remember, of course, we, we've been on... Uh, five previous episodes with Amy, but, right. well, one of which Rory was in, but for him, it's the same night. Seven hours. have Only seven hours have passed. Yeah, since he said, saw her last. You know, T-shirts. Do you think we need another T-shirt here? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's actually rather endearing that he called her from his stag do 
to say how much he loves her, which I thought was quite endearing. It shows that he really, really does. Yeah. I love that entrance with the doctor there <laughs> popping yeah. out of the cake. <laughs> Give her a jumper. Diabetic. <laughs> Lots of round, round symbols behind him, Mike, for one yeah. of your other. Oh, yes. yes. Round the light, round. The light. <laughs> yeah. This, this is just a lovely scene from Matt. She tried to kiss me. What? And he all smiles. Like, <laughs> she's a great kisser. Somebody drops a glass. I like it. I'll fight. I'll fight. <laughs> Everybody's looking at him like they're going to kick it down. <laughs> <laughs> when you think things that sound fine. <laughs> and nice true. With the, nice with the hands. And there is your opening. Oh. Now, is it just in that opening, like, three seconds there? Or is it all throughout the tunnel that there's more? It's throughout the whole blue part of the tunnel. All right. Uh, up, and t- up to and, and on the names the, the as names. well. Right. Yeah. The, 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 the lightning bolts and the thunder claps are getting louder. Right. Is it that they're getting louder, or is there more more of them? That, too. Okay. Toby Whithouse. Wit. Wit. Underside of the TARDIS, which we haven't seen. Well, we've seen in the confidential. Yeah. And there's your. Uh, your goggles. Oh, the eight, goggles eight, are cool. Eight Doctor. <laughs> it's meant to do that. <laughs> I actually think the transition works. Some people think it's too abrupt to cut, but I mean, you couldn't have got out of that bar in any no, seemly. No, mass, it's mass. it's it's a good cut. Yeah. Why, why, the... don't, why don't do they, they do that underside shot with Amy standing up there? I don't know. <laughs> and there's there's that line from one of the original trailers for the series. On one condition, it has to be yeah, the, yeah, the it has whole to be line. fabulous. Or... Yep. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Looks a, a little light, lighter lit, the uh, TARDIS interior yeah. there. Yeah. The doctor's not impressed. No, he's not happy at all. He's looking forward to that. <laughs> but he gives him a laugh, like he lets him off the hook. <laughs> See, I like the outfit and everything, but it spoils it with that scarf. Somewhere it's romantic. I love that cut to There's the, goat. <laughs> the, the lady with the goat, who is actually um, somebody from, um, uh, what's it, Tregear. Mm-hmm. that they happened to see she was just walking down the street with her goat and they said could you be in our show <laughs> because they wanted a goat or some, some <laughs> oh, look. Amy's wearing a scarf not the doctor right no but that's the thing I, uh, I mean I like the outfit before it's like that skirt leather I never noticed that before the one, thing so. the, the one thing annoyed Liam, but I think it's very, very deliberate, is the fact that people walk past the TARDIS without noticing it. Yeah. Nobody plays it a blind bit of notice. But do you notice that we haven't seen... Ooh, I'm talking right over this, but um, there's the Doctor's music. Dun, 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 nice and slow. Um, but we haven't seen the TARDIS materialize an awful lot. Especially at the beginning of Beast Below. Mm. We never saw it land. Nope, we never saw it land there. We never saw it land... Um, on, yeah. Uh, we never saw it land... 
in 11th hour towards the end. We didn't see it land there. Right. We didn't see it in Victory of the Daleks. We saw it dematerialize so, twice. Yes. Although, no, we did see it dematerialize yeah, on it the, arrived the Dalek and, ship. It arrived and departed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, 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 this plague. Yeah, we, we, we talked over the bit where he talks about not running into Casanova, which I wonder how yeah, much of that, that is a deliberate tenant <laughs> Hello, <thing>. David Tennant. <laughs> yes. David who? <laughs> but your gear, it's just... is beautiful. They, they, they pick... Sometimes it's like, you know, they go to these locations and you're like, you know, what did you see? There's that again. <laughs> I'll I'll I'm your later. eunuch. <laughs> I'll explain later. These girls are just fabulous. Yes. Yeah. The the makeup and everything. And is there any significance to the fact that only one of them is blonde? Hmm. Yeah, the blondes are not. Uh, there are not many blondes in. No, but why mm. one blonde? Only one of them. And, and the interesting fact about it is, and I can't remember her name right off the bat, but um, she has a link to Doctor Who. She was in um, uh, St. Trinian's, the, the second St. Trinian's movie, um, with David Tennant. The blonde oh. one. She's my favorite. Now, somebody else was in the St. Trinian's film, and I'm trying to remember who it was. And the oh, doctor Jenner, Jenner Arterton. That's what I'm thinking of from something Atherton. else. Atherton. Uh, right. Whatever. <laughs> I'm arguing with Dave. I love this bit. Who are those girls? I what, love the way he, I love oh. the way he perches on things like that. He like yeah. He jumps up in. The, <sighs> but ever since he said no, he's bow legged, all I can see is his bow leggedness. <laughs> Someone was pointing out earlier today, it might have been yesterday, that the color of Matt Smith's tie, the color of the Doctor's tie, is sort of like the blue and red in the Davies era opening sequences, where on stories where we went to the past, the initial vortex was blue, mm-hmm. and stories where yeah. they were in the present or future, the vortex was red. Same thing with, this, with the Doctor's tie color. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. I'll have to keep stories. an eye on that one. Present yeah. stories, he's wearing a drink, red tie. Drink, drink, drinking cloak. Drink. Yeah, drinking. Yeah, yeah. Dave and I have to drink. We have to hydrate. <laughs> hydrate. It's got a bigger glass than me. I don't believe it. This is a bit of a... Um, oh, what's the word for it? Um, it's very usual in these kind of uh, vampire-type movies where the... the, the I don't want to sound, make it sound creepy, but it's almost like an incestuous kind of relationship between mother and son, where he's like always kind of like laying all over her, and it's just this very kind of weird mother-son mm-hmm. relationship that usually happens in these kind of movies. More of an yeah. Oedipus complex. Yeah, Which yeah, you, and then he's, and he of course takes he a, takes offense. Yeah, yeah. Lucky he didn't take the whole... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he took a gate. What? Lucky he didn't take a fence. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think it's leather. I think it's... Uh, leather? Denim, I think. Denim? The skirt. It's a little shiny bit. It's hard telling. Before it looked a little shiny. Frayed along the bottom. I, I didn't quite get that. There was something about that where he's like, I was... She was like, I was coming back and she punches him. Almost like... I don't know yeah. how she, 
quite how don't she feels. Don't be a softie. Yeah, she's not going That's it. Go with the flow. Yeah, it's, it's, this is the beauty of, of Rory. Is he, he, you know, he, she puts him at ease at times, going, "Hey, let's just enjoy it." And he goes, oh, "All right, yeah, no." But then he'll lapse back into like, "Hang on, <laughs> somebody said vampires." Now I assume that this girl's not quite up to the standard they need for their little project, but just an appetizer. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming that because I mean I don't. It's one of those scenes that didn't really quite make sense apart from drawing them into the yeah. sense of danger, you know. Oh, yeah. hey, the, the the flowers that she was holding were two colors, purple and gold. Those are the co- colors of my university. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, uh, Gabriella Wilde is my uh, is my favorite vampire Ooh. girl. Ah, uh, so he is underwater there at that point. Yes. Reverted to his true form. I love this bit. This is just... Yeah. It's classic <laughs> Doctor Who where, oh, I'll, I'll create a distraction and lovely work from the mill there because that canal, of course, was not there. Mm. Marvellous. I mean, the, you can't fault them at all on the the whole placement of the episode. Right. Uh, here was, we are to the clip that was on uh, yes. Jonathan Ross. Ooh. And the music has changed, of course, from, from the clip. Yeah. I actually hadn't noticed that until Armada pointed yes. it out. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> Sorry. I think she's quite gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> will be shorter. Be shorter. <laughs> and I do love that. <laughs> the library card. <laughs> hey, first doctor. <laughs> and if you look, if you get a, a still of that and mm. look up, it's still it says uh, has the Totters Lane address on there. Oh, now, who'd be geeky enough to Sorry. do that, Mike? Yum. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. <laughs> None of us, of course, no. <laughs> Renew your membership. I'm going to be doing some still frames of uh, Gabriella Wilde later. Yeah, she's not. Oh, yummy. And I do love the in unison and very kind of almost sultry and almost like sirens, you know. Like you could be drawn in by that. Yeah. Liam loves this line. <laughs> <laughs> this is Christmas. Sorry. Not really. <laughs> Oh, One day, is... the whole tell me what's going on. Yeah. Tell me, tell me your plan. That will work. Very, someday. very brides of Dracula. That isn't it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is good because they're enjoying the adventure. You know. Yeah, they're Rory's like ah, vampires. <laughs> they're all excited, and Rory's like vampires. Feeling very outsider at that moment. <laughs> um, yeah, and of course you can see the the rip, the water effect on the the building back there. And of course, there's no water. Yeah. There is no water. It's a courtyard right there. Don't spoil it. Don't... No, it's right. lovely work. It's it's kudos it to those the the the, yeah. the practical effects people. It's like oh, well, the costumes are beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and he's wonderful. Guido. <laughs> yeah, I love that. He 
says no and already knows that her plan is yeah <laughs> of course <laughs> Rory's the yeah. sensible one yeah, he thinks looking at him yeah, yeah. hey guess so what you're sitting in front of Rory <laughs> Most people just next stationary. <laughs> and he sidles over like, whoa! <laughs> and then he runs into an animal hanging. <laughs> I be- bet they recycled stuff from Shakespeare Code. <laughs> Amy still has a plan. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now, that's a, a, a throwaway line, though, but it's not when you think about it. He says, no, 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 no. This is how they go. I think he's referring to companions. Mm. Uh, then yeah. he ruins them and, and puts them in danger all the time. And he says, this is how they go. Yeah. T- <laughs> he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> You see him laugh? The doctor yeah. just gave a little snicker. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, not that helping. <laughs> uh, That's what I like about Rory's role in this is the he's the whole reality check guy. Like, excuse yeah. me. Do you realize what you just said? Vampires, <laughs> hello. It's the beginning. His his lines in here are fabulous. I'm a gondola, <laughs> gondola driver. driver. <laughs> Money's a bit tight. <laughs> Completely convincing, of course. Oh, yes. now let's have a look at that chair again. That emblem. <laughs> no, we've never seen each other before. I've just got one of those faces. <laughs> She's my sister. <laughs> <laughs> imbecile. You know who else was an imbecile? <laughs> Harry Sullivan. <laughs> At this point, I think I twigged that she knew and saw mm. through the psychic paper. Mm. I recognized it for what it was. Yeah, yeah. she she knew it was because it, it was. You're meant to think that they got away with it. Uncle Doctor. Tell Uncle Doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, you'll be fine. (laughs) Well, she hasn't got a first name for him, so that's why she reaches out for that. Mm. Join the sisterhood. Mm. (laughs) Sorry, my mind went somewhere else there. (laughs) Whole house full of buxom fish. (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, at Gryffindor, the uh, vampire <laughs> version. <laughs> yes, the vampires of Gryffindor. Uh, Hogwarts, rather. Yeah, well, we knew what you meant. Yeah. It does very, look very much like the, 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 the room, isn't it? It's laid out very it's much the same as... The yeah. red carpet is... Well, it's the color of Gryffindor, so... <laughs> Oh, the and marks the, are right yeah. there. 
the music wasn't as intrusive this time. You could hear this dialogue, even though there was a lot of whispered dialogue. Right. And you Green see, no, I just noticed the bite marks on her neck. Yeah. Another bit of missing time. Mm. Just like back in Beast Below. <laughs> and the cardboard cutout gondola. Yeah. <laughs> I just love this. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is it happens so quickly because you're like, you're like, oh, there he is. He's staring at the, hang on, is he wearing Rory's shirt? <laughs> and then it's not till they, cut, till they kind of pan out there and you see Rory and then you realize, oh, that's why. And that whole thing was done, and I'm going to spoil it for everybody, that was done on tracks. Yeah. They weren't even in a gondola. They weren't in a, Just bloody brilliant what these people could do with a piece of string. <laughs> Here's the gutsy companion going down. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Here, and the gutless form there in the chest. <laughs> Although how they did that bit, I don't know. They never elaborated on that, because they were in act, appeared to be in an actual gondola going down water. It could have been a long so, shot. Who knows? Could, could have done that back in England. Mm. And here's the whole... <laughs> I mean, I was completely convinced that, you know, the, the time, the era, the the atmosphere, oh, yeah. you can't fault it for that. No. Well, I mean, it's time to discuss that, Rory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rory wants to discuss what's going on between him and Amy. Uh, Trigger was just lovely. I mean, it's... I mean, they've done they've done stuff before in 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 you know locations, you know, some great locations. But this is just it's gorgeous. It is. I kissed her mouth. <laughs> you kissed her back. <laughs> no, I kissed her mouth. <laughs> Can we go and see the vampires now, please? <laughs> I'm getting drawn in again, fellas. I know. Yeah, I know. Trying to... <laughs> There's so many lines to love in here. As you notice, I keep repeating them. It's <laughs> what I do when I really, really like a line. I will repeat it. And I don't the, know the saw. Yeah, sorry. The interplay between the Doctor and Rory and this whole thing is just great. Some people equate it to, in School Reunion, which also written by Toby Woodhouse, the interplay between Rose and Sarah Jane. It is it is kind of a, a, a parallel situation where, you know, rather than the two companions fighting over the Doctor, it's the Doctor and, you know... Pockets. The companions significant <laughs> oh. other. Oh. <laughs> it was bigger than mine. Let's not go there. <laughs> but I just love that with the sound effect, too. The... Lightsaber. <laughs> just pulls it right out of there. It's just smoothly done, too. I mean, Matt did a good job, like, just making it look effortless. Nice school. Remember this for the final exam at my school. Dave, would you explain that, please? Ofsted, they're school inspectors. The most terrifying thing that could happen in a British school. There we go. Thank you, Dave, because... Some people are going to be enlightened by that because I was I was uh, enlightened by it when you told me. So. <laughs> Some good cutaways. 
and this whole him being kind of grounded too and he's like oh we're losing the deposit on the hall and the what was it the salsa band <laughs> you know he's in this castle in venice and in, in 15 1570 and and he's worried about the 1580, and he's worried about the deposit on the hall and the salsa van. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just, just lovely stuff. <laughs> Those teeth are some of the most effective ones I've oh, ever yes. seen. Yes, they are very, very well done. And they don't really take away, like, when they appear, they don't uh, look um, like, oh, where did they come from? You know, uh, they're not like they don't fill their mouth up a lot more or anything. They're they're quite neatly put in there where they yeah. don't impede the mouth any. Zero's teeth. Yeah. Oh, there goes Rory. This is my. I love this speech. Mm. That's the second time that the doctor has been sort of grounded like that because back in time of the angel, flesh and stone rather, not yeah, the first time of the angels where Father Octavian was telling about the doctor after you've gone gone away in your blue box, right? Talking about the the deaths there. Yeah. But Rory's speech in there was great, and yeah. it was just it was well done by Arthur. Arthur Darwin, yeah, I love. He's just, and he's so right too. Yeah. I mean, we know as fans, it's like if you got a chance to meet the doctor, you'd want to impress him. You do want to, you know. Ah. You want to do fabulous things for the doctor. Now we know the whole plan. (laughs) (laughs) One day that'll work. (laughs) She's kind of engaged. Yeah, kind of engaged, not engaged. Direct hit. Critical hit. Yes. Critical <laughs> hit. <Directive>. Finish her! <laughs> <laughs> Slightly hath like head. Mm, yeah. A little. Wouldn't say an awful lot. Again, if we're not talking, folks, it's Amy uh, because Bond. we're absorbed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he just slides in. We're here for Amy Bond. Running down corridors. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what was he sonicking? Or maybe he He's was... He's trying to take in a reading, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed in the Doctor on this one that he wasn't prepared for what would happen to Isabella on the way out here. That it had to be done... No, no it's because no, it's she paused, remember? Right, but I mean, it's quite heartbreaking. This this part. I mean, and as well, I mean, the, the whole thing about this scene is it's quite a, a letdown. I mean, yes, we found out what they're up to, 
but the whole reason they went in there was to get Isabella out and he failed which makes True. more sense to what he says um, to oh what's her name mother <laughs> yeah the um, yeah er uh, er uh, uh, <laughs> snap <laughs> Rosanna yeah, Rosanna Calvieri. And of course, people were thinking, well, she's talking about I can swim. Because, of course, in the, in most of the world at that time, people couldn't swim. Right. But Venice was... Yeah. You go sleepwalk kettle. and then you, you need to swim. I was going to say it's a different kettle of fish, but that's not exactly appropriate. Kettle of fish. <laughs> I see what you did there. Somebody complained about that, like, oh, you know, there's something in the water. I don't think it was the problem with the actress. I think it was the problem with the lines. I think it wasn't really kind of digging the whole uh, impending doom thing. Like, I think if the lines had been uh, written better, then you would have sensed her fear more. Yeah, I mean, most people's lines would have been gulp, gulp. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, they, they could have been, there could have been better lines, like, like, you know, she could have turned around and, and said, yeah, well, you know, I, I can get away from this, blah, 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 and then be grabbed. Oh my god, you know, what's in here? What's in here? What's in here? You know. Face to face. Oh yes, it's on the wall as well. The emblem. Mm-hmm. A refugee, you say? Yes. Perception filter. <laughs> Drink. Oh, yeah. Quick explanation there for the lack of reflection. Yes. Put by the teeth, yes. This is quite good, actually, because it's the sort of adversaries sort of the sounding one another out. Yeah. Gallifrey. Museum. Or a mausoleum. Silence. Here we go with the story arc. It's It's... It's a very well done scene because you, if you're looking at her, this is real. This isn't her, you know, trying to get him on side. This is just truly yeah. devastating. These aren't Equals invaders talking. Yeah, these, mm-hmm. these aren't invaders that came here to do this. This is just what happened, and so they're yeah. trying to survive. And you kind of feel sorry for them. Yeah, they're trying to survive as opposed to. Actively seeking to conquer and destroy. Right. They just want Venice. Yeah, which is the whole thing that you can have invasion stories without a need for conquer and destroy and the need to take over the entire planet. Mm. Uh, uh, interesting on that line, we can build a new society here as others have. So I what she meant by that. No, the Silurians have always been here. That's... They are of Earth. Mm. 
Yeah. yeah older, yeah. Mm. Right. And this is the thing. This is people. Uh, this is lovely. Mm-hmm. Is that because he failed? You see, I couldn't tie it in before, but it's because he failed to save her. That is why he is angry, and she can't even remember her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This girl that he she put to death, and she didn't even know her name. Yeah, just collateral damage. Yeah. But, of course, I've skipped ahead to... <laughs> Think of the children. <laughs> Think of the children, yeah. <laughs> He's being flipped now, but I love the way he deals with Carla, the steward. This is where he goes business. Take your hands off me, Carlo. (laughs) Business. Why? And that's why. (laughs) And that, as we said, is why the doctor is so angry. Yes. You've just been told off. That would, to me, that was very Sixth Doctor. That is something that that Collins, you know, that, that the Sixth Doctor would have done. He would have turned and, you know, told them off like that, like he did with the Time Lords in in, in Child of the Time Lord. You know, that kind of attitude. Yeah. Where, you know, good switch. For perception filters malfunctioning. Right. And this is where I agree with Tim Tim's comment today in the in the show, was that they worked well because they were so sparingly used. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they were there all the time, they would have looked a bit pants, to be honest. You know, because you would have got a good look at them all the time. And but yes, they were it's a, so it's a mix. Sorry, it's a mixture between a crustacean and a fish, isn't mm. it? Not so sure about that. The sonic screwdriver healing. Uh, yeah, right. I have a problem with that because it's. Yeah, it's a sonic screwdriver. It's, it's where so. the it's when the sonic screwdriver becomes uh, <laughs> <It's> sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it looks like a humbug or something. Um, yeah. Oh, what was I going to say real quick? It's when it becomes a, a weapon that I you know yeah I don't like it. it, it I don't mind it being a healing thing, and it's yeah. This is good. He tells Rory to cover his mouth, and Rory does. He seems to have to think aloud, doesn't he, this Doctor? Yeah. And I mean, there are other Doctors that don't. And I love what everybody's doing here with their eyes. Mm-hmm. Guido, uh, I'd say it's the actor's name, but I can't pronounce it and I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> nod, nod. Uh, yes. <laughs> Lucian uh, Mahati. Yeah. Oh. Blokes. <laughs> She's got blokes. <laughs> Compatible girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've been around a bit, but really, that's. <laughs> oh, and here's that line from the doctor. <laughs> Knew you were going to say, say that. 
and you could tell actually he he preempted that too because you could tell by the way he said it that he was waiting for that answer. And yeah, you, right before that, you could see the doctor looking around waiting for someone. Yeah, he's like he's gonna say he's like, oh, the people on this. It was like an invitation to say, oh, there's my girl. Yeah, now are they flying there at the window? This is a bit. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like because yeah, Rory says we're on the second floor. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Switching over. They've been fully converted. She doesn't have those veins behind her head, does she? Those she's reed-like things. She's, oh. she's a, hers are more elaborate, I believe. Right. She's a queen. Um. I like that. I had to explain to Liam what... Well, Megan explained to Liam what buxom was. It's <laughs> like, what's that mean? <laughs> Big boobs. Okay. <laughs> Bolt. <laughs> See, Dodge Who's an education for any young man. <laughs> Sonic screwdriver oh, doesn't work in the bolt. the end of the world. Buxom means big boobs. <laughs> yeah, you need to know that before you go to your death. Yes. This Whoa. is fabulous. This, this was actually the first time I've really actually mourned the loss of a minor character. I did not want him to die. And oh. the reason why I brought it up on the show today with Liam was I don't think he did either. Megan, Megan said, that's his mom, uh, Megan said uh, he, was, uh, he, he was a bit sad when he died. I'm like, really? Yeah. Because she looked over, she checked on him, because I was too enthralled. <laughs> that scene right there, sort of parallel. Yeah, check the lightning, got to check the lightning. Yeah. The shape. Yeah, this, that scene right there paralleled school reunion. With See, there's the fish. Sacrifice. There's the fish. Oh, oh yeah, just the yeah. fish statue well, right there. Well done. Yeah, yeah, basically, it paralleled that scene with where K9 sacrificed himself in the explosion yeah. to defeat oh. the Krillotane. See, I don't know if there is really parallels to be drawn. I think we just do it as fans. Yeah, we well, do. Well, I, I read somewhere, and you'll know this is an English lit guy, that there are only something like seven stories. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's There's only seven stories that could ever be told. Yeah, basically, there are three. Uh, I heard one point, I think it was Hemingway, that's, I could be completely wrong here, but someone said, some famous writer once said, there are two basic t- types of story. Stranger comes to town, guys go on an adventure. He's <laughs> got a point. Yep. I love Storm. that hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody earlier today in one of the, either cult them or Podchuck, I think it was called. Somebody commented, the doctor is angry because he's supposed to be the oncoming storm. Yes. <laughs> I did. I do love the way that they, that they had him diving like that, but they cut away Just so you before. don't know that the water's fake. Yeah. <laughs> it's well done, when I, when, Yeah, when I first saw it, I thought, it was so the actor didn't have to drink the uh, the filthy water by being in it. But you're right. I, oh, it never the, occurred to me it wasn't there. It's not there at all, so there was a crash mat there. <laughs> And it was yeah. like beautifully done because you get totally drawn into this story. I think one of the reasons why is because Tregear is such a great setting. You know, there's yeah. not fake walls and polystyrene rocks and and what have you or a, a quarry. It's a proper place and yeah. it looks like a proper place. I mean, I mean look at that ceiling. ceiling. Yeah. Brilliant. See, Dave and I, we've been working too long together. <laughs> like we both say, look at that ceiling. 
<laughs> it is, but that's the thing: is you you buy into the whole thing because the the interiors and um and the exterior shots are so real because they are, you know. So you buy into everything. <laughs> At least that guy's still wet. Mm-hmm. Is is there a wet theme running through all this? Hmm. Mm. Somebody said a water theme, and I'm like, what, like Waters of Mars? You big, stupid, great Spongebob. Spongebob. The only thing uglier than you is your mum. I'm like, oh, oh uh, your mum. You go. Oh, that's Charlie. <laughs> your mum. Oh, and happy Mother's Day. This <laughs> is Mother's Day when we're recording this here in the States. Oh, I like this this uh, broom sword fight coming up. But the thing, the, the thing I love about this, and I'm going to explain this whole scene, is... Rory is doing what any guy would do. You're yeah. thinking, this guy yeah. is I know, yeah. in seventeen eighty. I'm from I'm from you know I'm from modern Earth. I know all of these moves that I've seen in movies. And I'll <laughs> I'll scare him away. And he does all this fancy stuff and he's not even bothered. And then he's like, oops. <laughs> or as I was thinking, references to anyone <laughs> who's seen the anime series Bleach. All the different sword attacks there, so Bankai and all of those. No, it's not. <laughs> I love that bit. The, the, the offhanded is one of the things that um, Arthur Darville's great. He just does that toss over the shoulder of, oh, well, that's no good anymore. <laughs> now, this is the chap that narrated the uh, the confidential, wasn't it? Yes. As well. Yeah. He's actually done all the confidentials. I ah, believe. Right. Now it is sunlight. I thought they, she might have just captured lightning, but it is sunlight. Or it could be light from the crack in the sky somehow. That's what other people have suggested. I don't know. Because it, it is storming. It is there. It's overcast and storming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being reviewed <laughs> now. As Liam said, lucky. <laughs> Liam's got a bit of a crush on, on Amy. Well done. <laughs> Right, yeah, I love that. That, that it's like he, he's all mad at her, and, and so she goes. Meanwhile, with the doctor, yeah, yeah. I, I almost expect him to echo the doctor's remark. You're the man. Yeah, who's the man? <laughs> well, actually, if you just see the clouds are just rolling out okay. there, so they could have been a little further out. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it takes too much away from the story. Yeah. Uh, Liam was, was a, a bit, bit too instantaneous, I think. Liam was a bit taken out of it by them. It started raining and everybody screaming. And Liam's like, ah, it's raining. Ah, I'm getting wet. <laughs> well, Not understanding their reaction. Yeah. You know. Rory's changed his mindset suddenly. Yep. <laughs> You know, he's all telling him off, and then... Yeah. Um, Hold that thought there, Doctor. <laughs> bit of an earthquake. <laughs> no. Yeah, worry about the tidal waves. Yeah. Yeah. The whole city's only two foot above the water. The generator. A very Troutonesque type thing. Yeah. Now, I'm not assuming that Matt is pulling these things from 
various doctors were just looking at him and going, oh, yeah, that's a second doctor thing, because that's what we do. Yeah, I never really buy into the whole, oh, he got that from such and such no, actor. No, we, no, just, we just notice we see it there because we love the doctor. And, yeah. and to us, no matter who's playing it, he's the same guy. And yeah. so we, we see that. He has the same characteristics throughout. It's just different actors play differently. Right. Like that, a jump that, there. It didn't look as they pull one of those down. There were two no, no, there. And was, there was one. Really? Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like that that whole bit where I said the, the, the what he did in the throne room was very six doctorish. That's just because what I you know the things that I gleam from his performance. But like Stephen Moffat says, you don't write for a particular actor; you write for the Doctor, and the Doctor's always yeah. the same person. It's just the then interpretation. Oh, hey, you this, remember this from Eddie Lantern and uh, Dalek store the dog in yeah. the hat. <laughs> Um, I, I, I love his, him with his tongue out all the time. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. But I don't have a problem with this because, like I said, okay, you build this machine. The fail-safe is the switch on top of a huge spire way up in the, you know, on the top of this thing, which nobody in their right minds can exactly. climb up, especially in the rain. Okay, the, that cloud right there the, on the bottom yes. looks sort of like it could be people were claiming that that's the appearance of the crack in the episode. Right. Uh, Typical humans seeing yes. items and things down there. <laughs> but then again, we here we are talking about um, Matt Smith's performance and yep. and seeing the second Doctor in him. <laughs> <laughs> we see patterns. We see what we want to see. We see the Doctor. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think the only part of that that's real is that small part that we just had in close frame there. That section there, I think, is the only thing that's yeah. actually practical. I think everything else beyond that was um, was laid in after, which is just nice. Because this was actually done out on, like, a marsh. <laughs> With swans and everything. Yeah, attack of the swans. <laughs> now, Tim, Tim was the one that noticed to Jory that she's... she's the perception filter she's dropped, so she mm-hmm. should now look like one of the. Well, she should be a fish again. Right, but there's no saying that the perception filter has to be in contact with her. You know, I don't know. It's interesting. But you knew this was coming from the very moment where he said, "Change your form, mother, or you'll, you know, they'll feed on you too." Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they'll think they're being fed twice. So you knew what was going to happen here. Unfortunately, I think I wish he'd not said that. Because, but of course, there's no future. That's why she's prepared to still go. Right, but I mean, the, the doctor's been known to save people before, you know. Yeah, but uh, Beth, was it Beth Willis? Yeah, Beth, Beth, Beth. Yes, I don't know. Uh, Beth Willis. Beth Willis. Yes, yeah, I was That's right. a drink. A drink. Yes. Um, took one for the team on that one. Uh, when they needed to test out how... The shape of the crack. The shape of the crack on top of that wicker. Ah, uh, there you go. Oh, okay. Oh, the shape of the crack on, on the chicken wing. No, the no, wing no, chicken, no. The shape of the feathers. That, 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 wicker, that wicker barrier, the top of the mm. top of it was the shape of the crack. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the, the one off to... The, you'll have to look at it next time. <laughs> Oh, you're being serious. <laughs> you I were. am. No, it was. So we have three possible locations for it in this episode. 
I'm going to check that when we've ended the uh, thingy. It was, it was about 44 minutes. I was, I was, I was uh, <laughs> gushing about Beth Willis <laughs> to test the water. No, oh, sorry. I'll let this finish and I'll talk about it after. Yeah. We are not the boys. Uh, yes, yes, we, we are. are. Nice inside shot again. And that very sudden cut of the sound. Yeah. The sound vanishes, except for they're talking. Right. Which they must have done though, done this over in ADR. Watch out, Doctor! You have a next time trailer in your <laughs> in your keyhole. Yeah. Pregnant. Next time. Oh, next time. Ponytail. <laughs> yeah. Party in the front. No, party in the back. <laughs> Business in the front. Oh, that's a mullet. Uh, look how oh, yeah, the, the, the dream guy is uh, emulating the doctor. I yeah, I've noticed it, the style of dress. He's got the bow tie and the and the the, the tweed jacket on, grey, of course. Mm. <laughs> I think Liam again <laughs> spotted. He spotted the way out of this. The one that's got the crack in will be the reality. Yeah. I mean, the interior, well, I know it's the fact that it's, that the TARDIS is nearing a cold star is how it's described, but it reminds me of the sadly lost first Doctor story, Marco Polo, where the TARDIS was losing power, freezing inside. Mm. No, sorry, it's melting inside. Mm. Or was it freezing? See, it's a lost story, so you don't, anyway, forget that. Beth Willis! Yeah, Beth Willis! (laughs) <laughs> All right, let me finish my Beth Willis, Beth, Beth Willis story. Um, when they were filming in, the, in this lake area uh, over by Tregear, they actually, uh, the, the folk from Tregear, the film company there, they built them this raft so that they could actually do the shots from the water, which was well done. But uh, they needed to te- test out the, the warm suits or the dry suits, whatever they're called. Right. And so they needed somebody to go in there and test them. And so Beth did. Beth right. Willis, uh, who's one of the executive producers, and she happens to be gorgeous. <laughs> but she took one for the theme. She, she, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, as a boss, you can turn around and say, all right, get in the water. But it's cold. I did it. So can you. <laughs> right. I've just freeze framed it now at 45 minutes, 39 seconds. That's just after the woman. And I was telling you, being a geek, just after the woman's gone in the water and it, it shows the the people going about the business tidying up after all the devastation. And it shows you this wicker work thing that's fallen over. And the top of it is the shape of the crack. 45 minutes, 39 seconds. Straight after she's come in the water. The, the doctor's just laid down after she's gone in the water and shouting. And you show oh, the water bubbling. Yeah, there it is. And then straight after the water bubbling, we go back to the doctor getting up. He stands up. I don't know. Yeah. I think you're reading too much into it. And there. But that's what we do. <laughs> true. True. Do you think it is, Mike? It definitely has that V shape. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's purposefully bent in the middle there. So. Yeah, it's tied down. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like 20 of them laced throughout each episode that we're just completely missing. Five points. Like I'm, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they deliberately did the cloud thing and deliberately did the fence thing just for us to go, ooh, because they know that's what we do. <laughs> I, I just noticed something though that when he changes the bow tie, he also changes his braces, suspenders. Mm-hmm. For hmm. 
those um, his braces are blue when the tie is blue. When now, he's wearing the red tie, he's wearing the red braces. Right. Now, again, it was a longer episode. I thought they'd actually tied themselves down to this 42-minute business. But, I mean, what other country could do, you know, a program like this, such a high-profile one, mm. and have different running times each week? I mean, right. does that ever happen in the States? No. Well, they've allowed episodes to do like an extra, you know, two or three minutes here and there. One of the ones is American Idol, of course, which goes out. The results show go out live. But they've also, I've, I've seen other shows that have been that have gone like an extra two minutes. Right. But your normal sort of syndicated Lost and right. all the different shows like that, Sarah Connor Chronicles and Smallville and all that. Right. Virtually, uh, you know, the running times to the second, isn't it? Right. I would have thought. But anyway, what do we think? I got dr- pulled in and probably was the quietest of the three during that. So I, apologies. I, I gushed, which we knew I would anyway, because uh, to me, this is the show's on onto a good track now. So far, I mean, up until now, I hadn't really been impressed by anything. And uh, while I agree with most of the comments that were on the show today, that it was a mundane, relatively mundane story, which it is. I mean, it's Doctor arrives, finds some aliens that are hiding out, deals with them, they die, they leave. You know, I mean, you can sum it up as easily as that, but I think there was just so much to love in there. The interplay between uh, the Doctor and Rory and not so much Amy. Amy took a bit of a back seat on this one. She became almost a plot device. I mean, they, they shoved her into to, uh, school and then came picked her up and that's Oh, and she, you know, flashed her mirror at uh, Fishboy. But that's about all she did. She, this story was more about Rory than, than anything else. Yeah. Uh, and Rory and the Doctor, because if you notice, most of the points in there, if you look through a lot of the dialogue, 90% of the dialogue happens between the Doctor and Rory, and it's them establishing their relationship from here on out. Well, well I think it's a strong story. It's certainly mm. beautifully crafted, uh, and uh, they do these things in a very lavish way, although not lavish with money, but in terms of care and attention and right. uh, detail. Uh, but I like it because we now have, as I've been campaigning for for some time, you know, we need a, a male companion in the TARDIS. Now, whether you agree or disagree with this sort of social or emotional dynamic of the three that are involved is different. But at least we've got our Harry in there. We've got our uh, mm. uh, Stephen in there. We've, you know, we, we've got our um, male character. And uh, hopefully it deflects from the, uh, the adoration of the companion for the Doctor. And we can get, you know, without too much, what's the word, you know, family life coming into it, we right. can get domestic. And I, I, yeah, and I think I mean I know we've had stories where the TARDIS has been absolutely packed, particularly with the Fifth Doctor stories, uh, and it almost got too many. Yeah, to sort of get one to go into a coma, just to sort of say, well, we haven't got to write anything for that one this week. Yeah, uh, but I think two companions does work in some ways better than just the one. Right. Anyway, what about uh, summing up, Mike? Do you want to sum up your thoughts? Oh, sorry, I heard Ian say that. Amy, that Amy was flashing something. Anyway. <laughs> what? <laughs> I did. Her mirror. Oh, yeah, flashing her mirror. <laughs> I, I was thinking back to the Davies era, thinking a bit different, the, the two male companions that we had for a time, Captain Jack and Mickey, and I think I, I'm going to like Rory as a companion even more than those two, especially in this next story, which looks rather interesting, but uh, Vampires in Venice, it, it was a fun episode. It was, it was fun to watch. Just it, 
it kept going from from start to end, from the Doctor crashing Rory's uh, bachelor party, showing up in the cake, to their adventure in Venice. It was yeah. Sorry, on. I was going to say it, it was dangering on being a, a a bit of a romp for me. I yeah. had thought it might be a little bit darker than this, but of course it is a family show. We must. I mean, they're never going to show blood and gore, and I I wouldn't want them to. But right. I did feel that sometimes that the humour almost didn't just counterpoint the uh, the fear factor, but almost you know ran over. It. Yeah. See, I thought it was well balanced, um, noticeable in that scene. Basically, at the halfway point of the Doctor and queen. and yes, the fish lady, fish <laughs> vampire queen lady uh, Rosanna. Their little interplay there, and that kind of that gives you the whole gist of the episode there there's a bit of comedy and a bit of them you know really kind of sizing each other up and telling each other what's what but one thing i wanted to add before uh, mike finishes his wrap up is and i know this is going to make me unpopular especially with my son is i could quite happily lose amy as a character in the show and have rory in the tardis no, i wouldn't go that far but... oh i i love rory <laughs> He's great because he's actually a real well-rounded, or well, not real well-rounded because we don't know a lot about his background, but he's just well-grounded. Amelia take Amy takes to this a little too easily, if you ask me, whereas Rory seems a lot more real in his reactions to things. You know that constant like, oh, we're in Venice in in, in uh, fifteen eighty. This is fabulous. Hang on, vampires. Hello. Yeah, but the Doctor's been a real person to Amy since she was seven. I mean, right. that's why... Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a different relationship there, but, you know, she has seemed to have acclimatized to this space hopping quite easily, you know? I, I just like... I, I guess I just like uh, Rory's reactions to things. I relate to that. I mean, you'd like to think that if you went off with the Doctor, you'd be all like, oh, this is really, really cool. But then there's those moments of, are you people nuts? These are vampires, you know? Sorry, Mike, we kind of cut you off. Mm, no, I was pretty much through. I, I was just going to finish up by saying that after seeing this, there's just not that much to dis- to discuss about it because it was just a fun adventure. Mm. We had a bit more with the, the the ongoing story arc with the silence and the cracks appearing all throughout the all throughout the the universe and civilizations disappearing into them, erased from the timeline, which makes the whole crack a lot. A lot more terrifying of a sub of a concept than, than the void, because the void, they the, everything is still remembered. With the crack, if you're consumed by that, you no longer existed in the first place. So yeah, here's the interesting thing though. For, in this episode, we found out that the crack can be traversed. Mm-hmm. Up until mm-hmm. now, we just assumed that anything that went into the crack was gone forever. They actually. Cracks started opening around their world, and they were able to. They saw other worlds through these cracks and were able to traverse them. Mm. The big question is that 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 I'd, that I'd seen online was uh, how was uh, uh, Rosanna able to survive when none of the female other females survived? I don't know whether it was because she was a queen or what, but Plus all the males. All the males survived, but she did. Um, but none of the females did. So that's an interesting kind of, yeah. Yeah, they could, you could explain it away. And I'm just oh, yeah. again examining this one that's a froze freeze frame. I think one of the reasons it doesn't instantly look like the crack, you're actually seeing that 
thing from the wrong side. It must be shown earlier in the episode from the other side because the crack's back to front. <laughs> Sorry. What's what I say? Nothing. There it is. Right. Have a drink. No, uh, just, just, just. <laughs> we're overanalyzing a fence. <laughs> no, it is. It is. The, the, the slightly, the shape of it is the crack from the opposite side. Anyway, I think we better wrap up because we, we try to keep these just over the hour business and right. we must be well over that. Alrighty. Well, um, I think we've added all we can to this. Uh, hope you enjoyed uh, the commentary. We'll, of course, be back again for uh, next week's exciting adventure. Um, Amy's uh, choice. 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 It was like choice, decision, decision, choice. Half a bottle of wine. Over <laughs> half, actually. Yeah, so that explains everything. I've remained remarkably sober throughout this commentary. Congratulate me now. <laughs> All right, there's nothing more to say uh, then. It's good night from Mr. Randolph or good night, Mike. It's good night from Mr. Dave AC. And it's good night from him. Good night, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.